fucking dating and love. Seek treatment. If you're boring as fuck, seek treatment. If you're unlucky in love, seek treatment. If you just can't take a hit, we'll seek treatment. With Kat and Pat. Hey, it's Coochie. And it's Pitchy. And, and this, this is Seek Treatment, a podcast about boys, sex, fucking, dating, and love. Um, we are little, live in the studio. We're live in the studio. I'm Pitchy today. Yeah, I know. I love that you're Pitchy. <laughs> um, I can't get them. Well, there's two things I can't get out of my head. What? One, one is... One oh, the ponytail situation. One, you'll connect with the one you want. Well, no, this is musically and pitch. Oh, cool. Let's go. And pitchically. Pitchically. Um, one is from this podcast. Crazy. I just can't get out of my rendition of... So get out right now. <laughs> it's the end. You and me. You said that you would treat me right, but it was just a waste of time. Waste of time. Because I know about her <laughs> and I wonder why guys are all alike. Is that know. the line? Yeah. Why guys are all alike? Or why men are all alike? Oh, yeah. that's a really good line. Yeah, really but she's point. the 14. Why does she have the wisdom? Yeah, why, how did she get that wisdom? We are... Now, we are live in this too with one of my favorite people on planet Earth. It's long overdue to have you on the podcast. Put your ears open for Kelsey Randall. Randall. You're glowing. You're glowing. Thank you so much. That's your mic, so just, yeah. Okay. There we and go. Then, um, You're looking th- fabulousity. The Thank other you. thing, just to close the loop that sure. I can't get out of my head, mm-hmm. is um, there's a real house Real Housewife of Atlanta named Drew, who is doing the thing where, like, a Real Housewife has a song, and hers is called You Already Know, and we keep seeing her, like, record it, but they only play, like, it might be out, and I just haven't investigated it, mm-hmm. but they play, like, 0.8 seconds of the song, and it's, like, that 0.8 seconds I cannot get out of my head, but she's, okay. she's like, you already know, but anyways. So, the thing you brought up to me, which I thought was so fascinating, Pat brought up the idea, he said that if he were going to give a blowjob, every... Bl- as a girl. Or as a person with long hair. Oh, right. Sorry. You're allowed to do blowjobs. I think for... Happy Pride. <laughs> Thank you. No, I think specifically I would do it... I don't think I would do it if I was a man with long hair, but if I was a woman and I was going to give a blowjob, I would like... He said every time. I would grab like a stretchy and like kind of really do a show of putting my hair in a ponytail and like... Before he did blow. <laughs> and I said ready. there's a thing with the ponytail where like... I wish my ponytail looked how you're picturing, but it doesn't. Yeah, oh, totally. I think as you a know. thin-haired girl myself, yeah. like, that idea was always terrifying. Or, you know, also the fantasy of the pigtails, of which course. is, like, actually to separate my hair into two smaller sections. Yeah. Also, not something I ever would want. It's really rare that I would want to see pigtails on an adult woman. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> They're out and about these days. Yeah. Really? Now, we're so excited to have Kelsey to have you on the pod because, as y'all know, she designed my iconic look for the Netflix special, for my Seth Meyers appearance, me just bragging and nonstop. Um, <laughs> but really, like, you set the tone. Like, it was so funny because I the Seth Meyers thing was so last minute, and then our mutual friend, Paul Felton, shout out, was like, oh my god, I have this friend, she's blowing up as a designer, let me put you in touch. And in literally four days, you were like, I can make you a custom look. Yeah, we met at Paul's birthday party, yes, yes. and you were, like, telling me that you were going on Seth Meyers, and I was like, okay, well, don't want to miss this opportunity. I think later that day, or I think it was later that day, yeah. I think I sent you a sketch, like, this is what you should wear, and, and it was you perfect. were like, that's exactly what they want, and yeah, we we did the look. And at the time, I think I didn't know, like, I, I was, like, nervous to do it, but I also didn't know... It, it is, like, it's not that it's a huge deal, but it's, like, people who just have never heard of you will see you. So it's so fun to be, like, this is my, like, I'm someone who dresses 
fab. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when Paul was saying you have to meet Catherine, he was like, no, you don't understand. Like, she really loves fashion. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No, every, but everyone does. But he was I like, know. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you'll actually like want to design stuff for her. Uh, and I mean, obviously true. You're one of my muses, my cherished few. My I have a question about sketches. Yeah. It, yeah. How do you make them so sexy it and It stresses me out. Like, whatever you're like amazing at making dresses, but you don't, you actually can't draw. Dress. Yeah, how do you learn how to draw so good? I mean, you <laughs> you studied in school. I don't know. Like, I I have always been kind of self conscious about sketching because there were people when I went to fashion school. I went to fashion school at Parsons, okay, yes. so you know um, we're diving in. Yeah, went to school there, and this was like right when Project Runway was like first on there. Yeah. So like, I wanted to go there before Project Runway, but it was definitely like a known entity by yeah. the time I got there. Um, and they like you take fashion drawing classes, so they mm. teach you a sketch. But one. yeah, we should take. Yeah, one. there's definitely like people in the class <laughs> we that were like audit audit so good though. You know, it's like yeah. very intimidating. But, but I bet that's like the kind of person where they're a comedian, but they're actually just really good at Excel. Yeah, hundred percent. Or like yes. they're really good at sketching, but actually the designs are kind of garbage. But it's like disguised by the fact that their drawings are amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, obviously, I know people that are amazing at both sketching and designing, but I've never felt like sketching was like my strong suit I actually don't do like a ton of it like I only like sketch when I am like oh I have to make this thing for this person then I'll like sketch it out really quick but I'm not someone that like loves to like sit around with my sketchbook and just like sketch it all day long I'm so glad you're not like that (laughs) (laughs) would you believe me if I told you there's people who are like really good at excel and they think that because they're really good at excel that would make them a a comedian well they are yeah (laughs) It's yeah. really shocking. Not only are they comedians, they're actually working and making way more money than their boss because they're good at Excel. It's not fair. One of my favorite memories of, of you when you came into my life as like a true guardian angel is like I'm about to go on true television, like old school television, and I'm like, I'm going to wear these shoes. And you're like, there's no way you're wearing these shoes. They're like really caked and dirty. I was like, you won't be able to tell. And you're like, no, you're like, I'm going to go out and like sort you out. We're going to get you some shoes. Yeah. Like, source them? What yeah, you, what yeah. you say you sourced them? She sourced Definitely. them. Definitely. And they were like your style, you know, the white go-go boot, yeah. which is like, I would say a signature piece for you, which I think is very important for people like in the limelight to have those signature pieces and styles. I would say your go-go boots are very much a part of you, you know, that we need to honor. <laughs> you're going to be proud of me because I just found some Miu Miu ones on the Real Real yeah. that just came in there with uh, a buckle on them. They're I heaven. love the I Real Real. I want a signature piece. Uh, what do you think my signature is? Oh my gosh. I feel like we need to get to know each other better. Yeah. To, for me, because I would say we know each other like fairly well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but I, not I long don't know. I remember like, diagnosing yeah. my signature piece. Like your piece. signature <laughs> style. Like what, <laughs> what is it? She puts the stethoscope. I can't that word It's so hard. Doctors never use that in real life. Sure they do. I know. But they're on your back. But it doesn't look. I'm screaming. But it doesn't look how it looks in Hollywood. Would. Well, a lot of Hollywood's just a mirage. Oh, never forget. The last time I was desk was by the, the <laughs> doctor who I was convinced was a Benito Skinner character until he put a Q-tip up my butt, and I almost was one second away from saying, if you are a Benito Skinner, this is too far. <laughs> Um, so we're, we we started diving in, but basically on, the, on this pod, we like to ask everyone, oh who yeah. were you, who are you, who, who do you want to be? be? So like, little Kelsey, did you always want to be fashion? Like, start from Okay, I was definitely like the art kid. Mm-hmm. In always. Georgia. In Georgia, I grew up in Atlanta, and like, I was always, like, even when I was in elementary school, I was like asking the art teacher, like, 
can I take home this project? I'm working on it at home because I like need more time. Wow, you know, like I, I just. I want, like, would ask to, like, go to art camp, and, like, I didn't want to, like, play outside. Like, I wanted to stay inside and, like, make things. Now, since you were a kid, was art drawing? Because drawing is that famous art form of kids everywhere. Okay, yeah, but I would say no. Like, art for me was always very multidisciplinary. Like, Mm. it was very, like, lots of clay, or, like, I went... The school I went to, we had, um, like, a printing press, so we did, like, a lot of printmaking and... You know, oh like, God. yeah, making things or like sewing little pillows or like whatever, you know, I was always just like very um, crafty yeah. and like I was given a hot glue gun at a very mm-hmm. early age. Wow. So I feel like it was a lot of like um, gluing like rhinestones onto stuff. I um, will always remember being gifted, I think. I like my aunt for Christmas a clay set. Like, mm, and there was yeah. like, they told you how to make pots with it. Where yeah. It was just like make a ball, do it into mm-hmm. a circle, mm-hmm. and then roll everything else around and just keep, like, yeah, moving them. Push pot. But yeah. it's so easy. And then I literally was, like, I remember being, like, five and thinking, like, I'll never be without a pot. <laughs> because I can make, I can make, that's something I can make for myself. Yes. <laughs> so good. My wife came home from school the other day with, she, like, one of her students had made her out of, like, sculpty clay, like, a stack of pancakes with tiny little, like, blueberry and whipped cream on top. That's and it was, so like, cute. really miniature and petite. And she was just, like, this is amazing. And she was also, like, can you make this? I was, like, yeah, I could definitely make that. You know? She's just, like, no, but, like, I'm... Uh, could you make it? I'm like, yeah, you could make it. You just need to, like, get the clay. Yeah, yeah she needs to talk to my aunt. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Let's Wait, her a clay set. No, I had no idea you were married. I yeah. know. She got married recently. I'm married. Yeah, wow. I got married in October. I was wow. so sad. to a teacher. To a teacher. And her pictures? And Vogue. Yeah. No. Wait, yeah, my, my wedding was in Vogue. Wedding I in did Vogue. manifest that. I said from the day we got engaged, I was like, mm-hmm. this wedding will be... In Vogue, because I felt like, you know, as a designer, like, mm-hmm. I need to have my wedding feature in Vogue. And, yeah. and my wife was like, there's, that's just not going to happen. Like, what? she was not a believer. But well, the whole time a, I was like. She's a school teacher. Like, there, how could a school teacher ever. <laughs> aspire to Vogue. Aspire to Vogue. I <laughs> well, get it. I wouldn't aspire to Vogue. <laughs> yeah, she was just kind of like, okay, sure. Like, if you say so. I was like, mm, no. Like, this is getting in there. Wait, we'll get to this, but. But just so I know um, who probes. Oh, uh, she did. She totally caught me off guard. That sounds like someone's getting, like, penetrated. Yeah. (laughs) She completely caught me off guard because from, like, very early on in our relationship, she, like, stated that she would never propose to anyone. She had to be the one that was proposed to. So I was completely caught off guard and not expecting it at all when she proposed. Do you think in gay it matters who proposes? Do you think it speaks to something larger? I don't know. I mean, I have to say, I was, like, very flattered that she, like, proposed to me. And it wasn't like I was being, like, how about we get married already? Like, I think my timeline was, like, we had actually only lived together for, like, a couple months when we got engaged. But, like, we had a pandemic romance. We started dating in June 2020. Wow, that was kind of whirlwind. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like, what is your full love story? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, we knew each other before the pandemic. We, like, we met famously in the rooms. I know. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. uh, Do the thing. So, yeah. So, I knew her first as a fellow. Wow. When two fellows wet. Yeah, when two fellows wet. fellows probably wet a lot. Fellows do it a lot. It says that in our book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it is really oh nice God. because you do have that, like, common language of, like, recovery yeah. to, like, Tot- speak it actually to. Is. 
so nice. They just, like, get it. Um, but I definitely feel like it is hard because sometimes there's, like, moments where I'm like... <laughs> You should maybe call your sponsor about that, you know, or whatever. Do you go to separate meetings or together? Um, well, now? we're both like really lazy, so we yeah. go to meetings near our house. So there is like a lot of overlap. Like yeah, we go yeah. to a lot of the same meetings and stuff. Yeah. But like you like, do a lot uh, of like I'm gonna stay home tonight, and like you go or yeah, because yeah. do you want to feel like you can talk about totally, yeah. But like if I'm like furious at her uh, over something that I need to like vent at, and I mean yeah. that I like go into a Zoom meeting, like mm. it like that's, like, in another state or something. Like, I'll literally go on to an <laughs> L.A. Amazing. meeting. You go to another state, like, but do a Zoom meeting in another Yeah. Um, Zoom meeting in another state when you're mad at your wife. But, <laughs> I mean, more like I'm gonna just, like, frantically, like, text my sponsor or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. You know. totally. Which is, like, also nice knowing, too, like, being with someone else that's, like, in the same program that, like, if you're fighting, you're like, okay, well, they have somebody, like, rational to, like, talk to, you know? Because I do feel like... I don't know, like, in the past with dating or something, like, if you're in a fight with, like, your significant other, you're kind of like, okay, well, like, who are their friends? Like, who are they going to with this? Like, are they just going to be on their side no matter what and be like, oh, fuck that other person Mm -hmm. or whatever? Or are they going to be talking to someone who's, like, you know, going to kind of take them back down to earth? And, like, for me, too, you know, like, sometimes I'll think something's a really big deal and then I'll, like, talk to my, like, sponsor or other sober people about it and they're, like... Actually, that's fine. Like, you, like, it's okay that you're upset, but, like, it's actually not a big deal. So you hadn't, you'd seen her around. Yeah, we knew each other. Like, I, I thought we were friends. She says we were acquaintances. Okay, so. Um, So you, I, I, see, do you have each other? Are you, like, the kind of fellows where you call, like, you're doing sober phone calls, you're calling her? Yeah, well, uh, here's the thing. I had her number, but I never called her, which is why she was, like, we're acquaintances. But do you call people on program? What's a sober phone Um, call? I actually do. I, I, I do. I mean, less so now. I feel like now I'm more available to take calls. but like Mm. occasionally I'll be like try and like reach out to like a newcomer and like you know call them if they're like having a hard time yeah sober phone calls like they say it's like recommended like if you're like really doing all the work like Uh to make three sober phone calls a day a day well especially like when you're like early in sobriety so you're yeah but it's like really I don't do it I don't do it like I I feel like it was good for me in early sobriety Mm. I would try and do it but I also had a really hard time like not drinking yeah early totally so you know are you do you get sober in new york yeah yeah i got sober in brooklyn north brooklyn yeah and like my wife and i both have around the same amount of time so like oh, yeah cute. so we knew each other for like a couple years and then yeah during the pandemic this is like really funny but we were it is we were like on the same Zoom meeting, and I had, like, put my number, like, in the chat um, for, like, anybody that needed someone to, like, talk to. It was, like, a women's meeting, you know? And she, like, texts me. <laughs> she, like, got my number out of the thing and, like, texts me. Um, oh, God. Yeah, and so she, like, asked me if I wanted to have coffee in the park, and, like, I, yeah. kind of, like, didn't know it was a date until I Classic. got there. Because she was, like, oh, do you want to have coffee in the park? And then I'm, like, chairing uh, this meeting that's meeting in the park, because it was, yeah. like, you know, June 2020. Well, oh, my God. So I didn't I was like, this is not a date, but then it It's it interesting was. and gay already because it's like, when there's another gay person who wants to hang out already, like, well, this could be gay friends or this could be your romantic. And then in sober gay, 
it could be friends. Oh my god, like friends totally. romantic or this third. And thing. also, like she when she got my number and started texting me, she didn't know that I was queer. Even she thought I was straight. Wow. So, was she up for a challenge? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, well, actually, she was. She famously has dated several straight women. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> she said I could say anything on the podcast as long as it was true, and okay. that is wow. About her. Are, That's a good like, are y'all yeah. closed? For um, business? No, I would say we are, you know, like, I wouldn't, okay, I will say that we are um, not exclusive sexually, um, yeah. in our, but, like, we are very much in a committed relationship. Of Obviously, we're married, yeah. you know, but we have a don't ask, don't tell policy. Oh, because, that's the way uh, to do it. You know, <laughs> the way to do it. Like, a spicy moment or God, something, you know, that. but, like, we, you know, have, are, like, okay, there's no dating other people. There's no, like, go, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Although, Fuck like, dating other people. my wife's, like, fantasy <laughs> is like she's like oh I just like want to go on a date with someone and they're just like hitting on me and like they're just so into me and then like um, I go home like there's not actually oh, like any sex link to it and I'm like that's just friendship like yeah. what you're describing is friends my yeah. fantasy is getting fucked on a massage table with my shoes and that's just friendship yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like don't ask don't tell is so smart but like whenever I would, would talk about with Brian he's just, like, someone, as long as it's out of context and it's like Catherine Cohen supports don't ask don't tell no. no 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 just like he, he's very big on like i just want to know what's happening i'm like no i would i know i'm like i don't want to yeah know. like i, I don't want to know uh, like i mean actually that's not true like i would think it's hot but mm. like i also like don't like, it's not the hill I want to die on. You know, I'm sort of like, if you, like, she prefers not to know. So I'm like, okay, great. That's just yeah. way easier. So how did you go from friends slash third thing to lovers? <laughs> I mean, it was third quick. Space. Like, <laughs> we had the coffee. Virgin. And then, like, a couple days later, she, like, texted me. I was like, so where are we going on our second date? I was oh. like, okay, it's on. It's wow. on. I, I was like. Would you say it was on, like, Donkey Kong? Well, I mean, I tried. <laughs> what style like, on it? I mean, I was, like, feeling you know it was also like peak pandemic and so I was like okay I'm going to get some like this is very exciting and also like I like this is she was the first person this is crazy she was the first person I had dated since getting sober so like I have been sober for like two years when we started dating and I hadn't like dated anyone else were you sleeping around or were you just like no I was fully like not for you know Literally the first time in my life, I was just like totally single and not yeah. pursuing anything. Um, because before getting sober, I was like such a drunk slut yeah. that I just like hey, kind of who needed to, yeah, like reevaluate like my relationships to like yeah. everything in my life. Take you inventory. Know? I, I fully <laughs> had to take inventory. My sponsor was like, I think we need to make some amends before <laughs> you're ready to date. I remember like, doing my suggestion. F- I can't imagine making amends. Um, it's actually fun. Yeah, it's fine. It's actually really, most people are really happy. For yeah, you. Oh, I find I also hadn't done anything that, that terrible. But well, I remember like doing my like because there's a part of the one thing that's like a sex inventory yes a, yes i remember doing mine oh, it was God. so boring and i was like i need to go back out and <laughs> do some math and fuck people over sexually oh <laughs> yeah i don't know my sex inventory was like i like looking at it all on paper was like actually like 
um, so eye-opening and kind of terrifying where I was just like, oh, like, I am only, like, my entire sex life has been, like, these transactional relationships and very much, like, what I can get from, like, the other person and just, like, yeah, not, um, particularly, like, healthy fun, like, really fun. I had a lot of fun, but... No one would ever transact with me. <laughs> like, people owed me amends for not... <laughs> <laughs> when I look back, I'm like so filled with shame. I'm like the kind of sex I would have in my 20s with people I like meet at bars. Yeah, I know. wouldn't even know who they were. I know, like, but that's okay. I, I think it's a big thing of like in this kind of thing. It's like you can like there. There's I think if it's a good sponsor, it's like there's no shame around any totally. sex thing. It's just like what were your motivations here? Were you using the other person to get something else or, like, that kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, and also, like, what's going to make you happy now? Because, like, the kind of sex I would want to have, like, when I was drinking is, like, number one, I'm really drunk, right? So I'm just, like, physically numb, you yeah. know? So I just, like, would always want to, like, keep raising the stakes mm-hmm. and, like, yeah. wilder and crazier and whatever. And, like, now, like, being sober, I am, like, oh, like, actually this, like, like, thing I would have previously been like, oh, that's, like, very vanilla. I'm like, that's actually really hot if you're, yeah. like, yeah. not wasted, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. That's fascinating. So you had a second date, and then you are like, this is love of my life. Um, I mean, I would say within a couple of weeks, I was like, I'm in love with this Aww. person. But it, I are was you mostly just... Uh, yes, yes, actually, yes. I am quick to love, so... Yeah. And um, I'm sorry, one last background. Who isn't quick to love? Are you slow to love? Um, I identify as slow to love, but, like... When it happens, it really shifts, and it's, like, pretty immediate. Mm, yeah. But, um, what was I gonna say? But I don't think it happens often, if sure, that makes sense. Sure. But I, um, but what I was gonna say is, how many relationships had you had before this? In total, oh. grand total. Oh, my God. Um, like, people that I dated for a significant length of time, like, over six months or more, I mean, probably at least you know, 10 serious I mean, like, like, a lot, but also I had a lot of, like, sort of open relationships, too, where I'd be, like, I definitely did this sort of, like, poly lifestyle of, like, I'm dating everyone, I'm, like, you know, I'm, like, I'm fun, I'm free, and, you know, like, I had a monogamous relationship in my, like, early 20s that I was, like, oh, I'm, like, this person, I'm, like, so in love, this is my person, I, like, really feel like, I totally made that person my higher power. And so, you know, that ended when I was, like, 25, and it was, like, a very much a, like, wake-up call to me of just, like, I never want any person to have that much power over me again. And, like, it really was, like, very liberating. Like, that's when I got really serious about, like, starting my business. And, like, but it also was just, like, I'm going to explore myself and, like, date all these people and, like, have, like, the most experiences and Mm -hmm. stuff. So... Um, totally. Okay, sorry. So we're saying... Oh, yeah, so you're in love after the second date, pretty much. I mean, I would say, like, I, <laughs> I, I would that. say two, three weeks in. Three weeks in, I feel like she told, she definitely said that she loved me first, which... And you we, were like... I confirmed this the other day. She's like, I don't think I did. I was like, you did. I was doing morning pages at the time. Oh. I have it written down. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can back it up. And you were like, it's a beautiful night. I'm looking for <laughs> something dumb to do. Hey, baby. <laughs> think I want to you always want to get married and, like, have a life? Um, I don't know, like different times in my life, I would have been like, yes. And other times I would never want to be married yeah. and free, like whatever. But I feel like, you know, m- like meeting Perry was like the first time where I was like, oh, like I want to like marry this person, build a life, like oh. have a family. Do, wow. So like, you want all of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In time, yeah. you know, in time. Are you only answer this if you're safe? 
are you my age? That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. a really bad thing to be, so um, be careful. I think we're around the same age. I'm 35. I'm 34. I'll be 35 okay. in October. Yeah. So she's yeah. basically right. You're basically yeah. my age. Yeah. yeah. So, and I have, like, my whole thing with, like, adding, like, children into mm-hmm. the yeah. equation is, like, I'm less concerned about the age I am when those kids come and more concerned about, like, my financial state, totally. you know, because I'm, like, yeah, I don't know. I would just rather be able to, like, afford, like, the help or whatever. You know, we live in New York City. My family's in Atlanta. Like, she has family close by, but they're, like, Connecticut, yeah. you know, so it's just, like, kids are fucking expensive, yeah. you know, like... And we really, like, played out the whole, like, all the different possibilities and, like, when, like, I, like, when Perry and I were first engaged, it became very clear that she, like, had baby fever at the time. Like, she was really into it. She she came down with it. She she came down with it hard. Does she want to be Prague or do you want to be Prague? Well, we actually, like, looked into all of it. She was considering, like, carrying it. Like, we met with the specialist Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But, like, by the... Like, we were going to do it because, actually, IVF is covered by insurance now, but it's only covered if you do IUI, which is, like, the insemination, and you do six rounds of it, and it doesn't what? work. That's crazy. So, we wanted to do IVF, but, like, wait, but we would have had to do, like, like you know, freeze her eggs and, like, wait and do it in, like, five years so or whatever. Yeah. But then it was just, like, you have to do all these rounds of IUI, and, like, so you What's could IUI? Get, like, they literally, it's, like, uh, the turkey baster at like the in doctor's the office. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I need to pay someone for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they told us, because I was like why can't we just like do it with a turkey baster in our house yeah. um, but they were like it's just more successful at the thing because they like, really they, like, <laughs> like we can't trust enough it is not they're a like trust me like it's way more successful why can't we do it with a turkey baster in our house because because you said that <laughs> <laughs> but we just like ultimately were like luck my my wife did insist that we have a foster dog recently in addition to our other dog and just Having a second dog That's made us so realize work. how much work it would be to have a human yeah. child. and I could never. Yeah, so we decided that we're, like, going to wait a Just while. The constant, so. the constant guilt, I bet, and the constant <laughs> every. I have guilt right now because my April. dog's in a crate. Oh, yeah, my God. Imagine having it's a kid. Just, I'm like, congratulations on being a new dad. Thank you. She likes being her crate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. It's their happy place. It's their bedroom. Yeah, you know? but I give her... She's a teenage girl in her bedroom. She's like, yeah, go away. I know. Shut the fucking door. But then when she gets out, she only wants to, like, be carried around like a baby. Yeah. She's hoping She's hoping someone will come carry her around. Yeah. Because I woke up and, like, I did shows till really late last night. Mm-hmm. So she went to bed really late, too. We both went to bed late. So I was like, <laughs> we're both going to be in our spaces for eight yeah. hours. And then took her out for, like, a walk, did my morning pages, and she was able to do her own activities. And <laughs> yeah, hers. <laughs> and yeah, she did her morning pages. <laughs> and then she, um, but then I had to go to the gym, so I put her in the crate. And then I got back, and I was doing, like, I had to do, like, paperworky stuff. And she, so I left her in her crate for that, and then... I was able to take her off for like 20 minutes, but then I came down here, so I was like, oh, she's really not No, that's out actually, that much. like, so I've been overhearing a lot of dog training podcasts, because my wife is yeah. really into Which it. Which like you know Brandon McMillan? Honey, I don't know be- what she's doing, but she's also going <laughs> on to, like, Zoom meetings where you can ask the trainer things. Oh, my God. And, like, Thank so God, I so do devoted. know yeah. that, like, 
they say with like new dog, new dog in the home or whatever, you really are supposed to like ideally be crating them like multiple times a day. And like when you take them out, only like take them out for like their walk or playtime or whatever. And then back in the crate. So it sounds like you're actually doing and what yes, you're supposed to do you with a new animal. Yeah, maybe I do let her roam too much because it's because I feel guilty, like, not roaming. But then yesterday when she went to the dog park twice, so she can't complain. One time yeah. she was blissed out because there was, like, some <laughs> training company there who had $40 running back and forth. She goes getting... Oh, my God. She couldn't. She was so confused. <laughs> Sorry, she does. <laughs> she, loves, she loves to be the center oh, of the Bukaki. God, Bukaki. the dog yes, park is so Bukaki stressful. <laughs> she said Bukaki princess. I can't. And she... It's too stressful. Oh, I love it. I love it. And then she was, like, watching them run back and forth. She was so confused. She Sometimes try to get involved, and then we went back, and her friend was there that she likes to fight with, so they fought for uh-huh. like forty uh-huh. minutes, and then, so she was so tired. Yeah. So was good. Oh, yeah. So Wait, sweet. so how? So to go back, how did you go from fashion student to business owner, fashion designer? Oh my god. Okay. Well, yeah. So I went to fashion school. I went to Parsons, and yeah, when I went there, I you know I had the whole plan. I was like, I'm gonna be like, um. It was shortly after Parenza Schuler had sold their entire senior thesis collection to Barney's. Wow. And so I was like, I will do that also. Mm-hmm. Like, I will go. I will come out of school like a phenomenon. And it'll be great. And then I graduated in 2009. So it was the recession. Yeah. It was like absolutely terrible time to like look for a job or anything. So I ended up just, I had been like, I've always worked retail, like, fashion, you know, even when I was in high school, like, I worked at Nordstrom's, and, like, um, so I had a retail job, and I was just, like, okay, well, this actually, like, pays good money, you yeah. know, because it was, like, high-end retail, we made commission and stuff, so I was, like... Was it competitive, though? Uh, no, it was actually, like, a sisterhood. It was, like, kind of... <laughs> it was, like... The title of that, it was actually, like, a sisterhood. <laughs> yeah, like, all, all the women that I worked with, like, we were all, like, girls. They all, like, were at my wedding. Like, it was Aww. a very small group. That's Where'd where I met work? my best friend. It was the store called Lilith in Nolita. It's no longer there. Um, I yeah. always remember, wait, sorry. There was, like, the reason I asked that is, like, you know, I worked at a suburban running store in multiple points of my life. And when I was in my early 20s, I did, and there was this older woman named... I won't say her name, but she was this older woman. She was so sweet. She'd been through a divorce. She was, like, just starting to work again. And she, um, she was good. She fell in, it was, like, an in-store romance because she fell in love with the Saucony sales rep. Oh, wow. And who would take her to Hawaii sometimes. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then, but then one day she came in, she was like, well, next week's my last week. I'm going to be selling high-end shoes at Nordstrom. And I was like, oh my God, congratulations. And then I literally went back seven years later when I was getting sober on Long Island and got the same job at the same place and she was back. And I was like, wait, whatever happened with Nordstrom? And she was like, I wasn't cut out. Oh, oh, it was so competitive. That yeah. was breaking my heart. I know, it was too competitive. You know, Nordstrom's is very competitive. I was just at, um, I popped into Say It With Me Bloomingdale's after an appointment mm. recently. And I wasn't, I, the service wasn't great on the show. No, uh, also the selection at Bloomingdale's all talk shit. Not great. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite department store? Um, my favorite department store is not a department store, but a uh, website. Is that okay? I mean, it's a multi-label essence. Yeah, yeah. That's, ugh, it's the best. obsessed. Do you men's? Yes. Yeah, uh, and and they, they have the best sales. Yeah, Like, they do. the best sales. Yeah, yeah. You know, I saw I that. I gotta stop buying I saw that, um, Susan. <laughs> I saw that Same. Susan Alexandra <laughs> did a bag for Sweet Green. She did? Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. You gotta Instagram. get you one. Well, I mean, if she, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, of course, always open and waiting Pat's by my mailbox. Pat's convinced that Susan doesn't like him because he hasn't walked in her shoes. Well, she oh. just never cares about me, but she all, loves my, you. all my friends. Have you met her? 
No. And laughing because when you meet her, she's like the sweetest person on planet Earth. So I'm just like dying. She corrals all my friends except for me. Okay. Corrals. Yeah. Well, I would never have a fashion event and not invite you, Pat. Oh my God. When are we going to walk the couch? Oh my God. Probably like never. I don't know. When I launch my brand, (laughs) probably never have amazing models. Like, like fashion week is the biggest waste of money. Like when oh, I launched my brand, everything. okay. Yeah. So I did events for Fashion Week the first two seasons I was in business, and if I could have those tens of thousands of dollars oh back, God. like what I would give to have that money back—an absolute like waste. I mean, what years? Um. Okay. So we're. Oh. We're yeah, talking, so you're working at we're Lilith, talking yeah, you're... fall 2015. Yeah, so I worked at Lilith um, from the time I graduated college, and then it basically gave me, like, enough money that I could get uh, a studio space in Bushwick, like, separate from my house, like a work nice. studio. So I would, like, go work at the store, and then I would go to my studio after work with, like, my best friend that I worked with and oh. as other best friend. Like, we'd go to our studio, and we'd just, like, drink wine, and we'd, like, work all night and, so like, fun. work on our days off. And so, like, I just worked retail and worked in the studio for forever, Um or, you know, I guess that was probably, like, seven years between when I graduated to when I, like, actually launched my brand. And but were you, like, building a collection or were you just, like, what were Yeah, you I was, like, at first I was really just, like, working on my pattern making skills mm-hmm. because, you know, fashion school is amazing. You learn a lot. But, like, it's only three years of actual fashion classes. So it's not actually enough of a foundation to, like... Yeah. I know, like, be a head designer off of, you know what I mean? Like, I just needed to, like, work on, so, like, in my collection, I make all my own patterns and stuff. I'm not just, like, designing it. I'm, like, on the dress form with the muslin, like, draping it and then, like, putting it onto the pattern paper and then, like, sewing the muslin and then, like, sewing the final sample and, like, you know, either designers, like, have people that do that for them at the company they work for or like can hire people to do mm-hmm. that for them but you know I like as an independent designer like I knew I was gonna have to do that kind of stuff myself yeah. like at least to start and like honestly to this day I still do like most of that yeah. stuff um so I just like had to refine my craft uh-huh. and also like I did um I got uh into like FIT does like a mini MBA program so I went and did that to like really learn a lot more about like the business side of things um like you know wrote my business plan and like figure it out like what I was gonna do and of course like the irony being like I wrote a business plan and my business looks absolutely nothing like what I thought it was gonna look like if you were to look at that like it my five-year plan I think like five years in I had like my gross revenue at like 2.5 million annually or something ridiculous like that you know but I feel like you have to you know know. you've got to like dream big for it totally I'm sure especially (laughs) in that world then what was your big break once you launched the label yeah like I launched my line and um, you know, I feel like I had like pretty like good press out of the gate, but I feel like it was I had to really kind of like find like my niche because at first I was like, oh, I'm gonna do like what most designers do when they start a brand is they like wholesale to stores and then those stores like sell the clothes for them and like you know get the customers and that sort of thing. But like when you wholesale to a store, like you make such a small fraction of money off that and so I like met with a bunch of stores you know at the time it was like opening ceremony and like stores like that um but 
you know, I didn't actually have, like, enough money to, like, make the orders because in the fashion industry, they actually don't pay you for the stuff until, like, usually not 60 or not 90. So like 60 and 90 days after they receive it. And they'll like write clauses in saying like, oh, and if we haven't sold X amount, like you have, we'll return it to you or whatever. And it literally bankrupts brands all the time. And so I was just like, okay, actually that's like not going to work for me. Like I, I need to actually like make money off the stuff I sell. So I kind of, um, I know I feel like just, um, I realized, okay, like, I got to stop doing, like, Fashion Week stuff. This is a a fucking waste of money, you know, because I don't think I was getting any more press from doing that than just, you know, I work with um, an agent now, and I have my stuff in a showroom, and, like, the editors come there and Mm -hmm. see it, where, like, during Fashion Week, like, it doesn't matter what time of day you're showing, if you're a young designer, like, you're always going up against Marc Jacobs or somebody like that, where it's, like, the editors are going to be at that show. They're not coming to your, like, stupid little gallery show, you know? So I was like, okay, I've got to like refocus my ideas here. And then um, I, I really feel like the thing that actually changed it all for me was like when I probably had my brand for maybe like six months, eight months, something like that. And I met Eva Hendricks, who's the lead singer yes. Charlie Bliss. And she was like, is and was my first muse, best muse, um, bestie. And um, I met her at Trophy Bar and... Um, I started working with her and I was just like, oh wait, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be like working with musicians and like doing, um, stuff for like the stage and Mm -hmm. like not worrying about, you know, like I think school had really trained me to be like, oh, like if you want to be a designer, you have to make a collection that has like X amount of blazers and this many Mm -hmm. skirts and like all these separates that are supposed to mix and match together. And you're supposed to do a new collection every season and all this stuff. And then when I started, like, working with Eva and, like, started working with more musicians, I was just like, wait, this, like, everything I've been told is, like, not applicable to, like, my... (laughs) But then how do you then, like, like, if, if, like, then how do you sell that to, like, other people who aren't musicians? Yeah, so, I mean, what I do is I make collections every year and I just, like, I'm always making new pieces even though, like... Like, half the stuff I'm making is, like, designed specifically for somebody. Like, Catherine will have something or, you know, I'll do something for, like, another musician. And um, so half of it is, like, I'm specifically making for somebody. But then I just, like, make shit I feel like making. Um, We shoot lookbooks and I, like, put it on my website. And then that's, like, kind of the basis of, like, that's what editors pull from for magazine shoots. And, like, people will order, like, stuff from my Mm -hmm. website like they'll be like I want that and we do everything made to order so like people can go on the website and they're like oh like I want that chainmail top and you know they like just do a deposit and yeah I'm curious with like celebrities because I know you did literally you do Lizzo you do this cowboy hat for Lil Nas X come on you do so many big people and so when you work with a celebrity like that, who's paying you? Is it there? I mean, we don't have to talk about this. I'm just no, fascinated. No, no, I, I would love to talk about this. So, who's paying me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> who I'm always, is paying me? No, because I'm because... always like, even when I was like doing the Netflix thing, I was like, I need money for a look, and they're like, you know, every, all these big companies are so like, stingy. yeah. I mean, it is so crazy how stingy. I will say, the bigger the star, the less likely you are that they oh. want to pay you. Oh my yeah. god! So, I mean, they think you're getting so much out of totally. But they're it's like, like 
guess what? I need to pay rent. I yeah. know. I know. It's like, they're like, well, you know, we could go to Versace and get this made for free. And I'm like, I know, but like, because I literally have yeah. to pay people. Like, you're asking me to make you something in like four days time. And yeah. like, I have to pay all my assistants over time. And like all the, you know, it's yeah. like. This shit doesn't come out of thin air. When you, but... six, you had six women bejeweling my look. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, for <laughs> days in a row, you know. I, I feel like I'm very reasonable when it comes to my rates for celebrity. Like, I am, like, reasonable. But I also have, like, I, I feel like in the past year I've really learned how to, like, say no to mm-hmm. people. Because, I mean, I've worked with a lot of amazing celebrities that, like, will, I'll tell them how much it's going to cost. And they're like, okay, great. And then they like send the check. But a lot of times you're working with their stylist and they're like, just trying to get everything for free. And whether it's like the fact Mm. that they've already overextended their budget before they've come to you or, you Mm. know, whatever their reasons being, or like they know someone else will do it for free. Um, you know, I definitely feel like a lot of times the more A-list they are, the less likely they are to pay. And it's, you know, it's hard, but it's also like they ask for stuff where, you know, I'm like, if I do this request for you, like that means I'm only working on this right now and I have to turn down other work of like things where people might pay me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's obviously better when the people pay me. So, you know, yeah. said, you know, she said was so lovely friend of the pod. Lena. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Did, yeah, I, I made her. a bunch of stuff for her for her wedding. And, um, so cool. Yeah. She, you know, she's a dear friend. Oh, well, I love that. I feel like she's a dear friend, even though we've only communicated via email. But she was <laughs> so easy to work with. It's, it's yeah, always... Can be challenging when you're like designing for someone from a distance, you yeah. know, like where she's like, "Here's my measurements, right. and this is what I want, and whatever." It's uh, you know, um, but yeah, making stuff for her was like such a pleasure because yeah, like I said, I was just like, "Okay, this is like how much it will cost," and she was like, "Okay, great, like uh, send us your info, and we'll wire it to yeah. you." Yeah, you know? and I just really like, I don't know, I appreciate when people are like, I'm not trying to like. Um, pull one over yeah. on people <laughs> by being like, you know, this dress costs X amount of money. Right. You know? yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm really not. I'm just like, <laughs> this is actually what it costs. It, it costs yeah. you know? I'm just so fascinated by all that, the whole, like the way the whole industry works. It's yeah. Like so yeah. It's really, I mean, I've had some interesting situations recently where like people have made me sign NDAs before even pitching me the project That's of crazy. what they wanted because Marvel. They, it was Marvel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because like when it gets down to it, they're like, yeah, and actually there's no money, you know? And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. And you that's know? crazy. Yeah, that's so, so then what are you what are you working on now? Who are you now? What's happening? Um, okay, yeah. Who am I now? Like I um, you know, I am working on my brand. I am doing like a lot of really fun like design work. I feel like every time I've said no to a project where people wanted me to work for free, someone has literally come around like the next week yeah. and ask for something really similar and agreed to the price. Yeah. You synchronicity. Know? Yeah. So, synchronicity. Yeah, synchronicity. I, yeah. And it makes me be like, okay, so like, it's okay. Like I'm not shooting myself in the foot yeah. by yeah. not like kind of being like, sure, I'll work for free, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I've done like a lot of exciting things recently that are, should be like coming out really soon. Oh, I can't wait. So, yeah. Division yeah. season two. I think you're so 
stuff is in, like, magazines and music videos, like, every day. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, things are, like, clicking right now, yeah. which is, like, Good. exciting and fun, and I, I do a lot of styling work, too, which oh, yeah. is also, like, really satisfying and fun, like, it just... You know, I get to spend a lot of my, like, time for that, like, shopping, which is yeah. my Heaven. favorite pastime, oh. so... <laughs> Heaven and hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and are you... Who do you want to be? What's the end goal? Do you still... Are you guys going to revisit kids? Oh, my gosh. I... Yeah, so, I mean... Who and what you say in New York? I mean, okay, here... The dream scenario, mm-hmm. I would love to be, like, creative director for, like, an Italian fashion yes. house. Because I feel like the Italians... It's more my style. It's, like, more, like, rocker, gold, glitzy, you know? I'm, like, uh, someday, like, Roberto Cavalli, Moschino, Versace, like, give me one of those brands. I want to be the creative director. Like, that's really my dream is. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask. I was going to ask, like, who were your influences growing up? Like, what brands, like, did, like, were you Yeah, I mean, with? I think growing up, like, the first brand that, like, really was, like, I mean, blew my mind is, like, I used to watch Video Fashion, which is, like, on E! They would play it really late at night, and it was just, like, um, they would show all the runway shows, and then they'd interview, like, everyone in the front row and the designers backstage and stuff. And um, I, like, it was Alexander McQueen was, yeah, like, was the say, first one like for me that was just, like, oh, my God, like, this is, oh. because also it's, like, the spectacle. And, like, that's what I love about fashion is, like, the whole spectacle of it totally. where it's just, like, so over the top and, like, fantasy and, like, the world building, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, Did you all watch of Project Runway? Um, I, I watched it at the beginning, but, like, I actually really hate, like, kind of competition shows and yeah. stuff. It makes me, like, really anxious. I've been asked, like, so many times to be on, like, that show oh, and also, like, God. with them the Amazon one that like next in fashion oh. or whatever. Well, I yeah. watched them all. Do you know like, what core memory is for me? Is in an early season of Project Runway there was a girl who did lots of dresses that were like like almost pleats but like okay. do you know what I'm thinking of? She made it to the end. She might have won. Like almost bubble dresses almost uh-huh. but they had like little things and I remember like they were on stage and they were asking them who shouldn't make it and mm-hmm. she was like her like to another girl and they're like why? And she, I just don't think her design should be in Bryant Park. Oh, <laughs> my big project runway memory is the guy who did the plaid yellow dress. Oh, I don't know that one. I think you'd like it. It was okay. kind of cool. Do you watch Drag Race? Is that like? I mean, I I enjoy Drag Race, but I don't I I don't watch it like religiously. I don't keep yeah. up. I'm really like honestly, when it comes to TV, I am a Dateline, True Crime, yeah, it's Mama. Yeah, it's Mama. Like yeah. that can't stop saying Mama. What? Of course, I it's the main thing to say. I also was gonna ask you. Um. Oh wait, here's the where's the project. Oh my god, Project Run Gay is this website. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was like a big yellow evening dress plaid. Oh, Anyways, that's pretty. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like Dinah Raquire. Yeah. <sighs> I was going to ask you, what are other um, indie, what are up and, who are some up and coming designers or other indie designers you like now? Oh my god. Um, is it terrible that I like You're like just me? That's no, like, no. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair no, enough. no, no, no. There's designers that I really, they're, I mean, I'm just bad with names. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. There's designers I like. Oh, I'll say, um, I'll say my friend Colin Lacazio is okay. like an amazing designer. Um, Jonathan Cohen, I went to school with, one of the nicest people in the oh. entire world, and a fabulous designer. Um, 
But yeah, I I mean I also like uh Harris Reed, who's now the creative director at Nina Ricci. Like he's cool. Um I'm laughing because we don't know anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah, awesome. I think right, the, I think the design right. should be in Brian Park. Yeah. yeah. Bring back Brian Park though. I know wait, it's not there anymore. No, that's no, the shows aren't there anymore. They're all very spread out. A lot of them are like Spring Street Studios and then people just have them kind of like wherever all over the city and like bring back bryant park bring, bring back, back the tents you know yeah. like yeah, it's not tents anymore now bryant park is all about like the shops at christmas time yeah it's all about going to the shops at christmas time and you're gonna walk around and find like a present for your mom and yeah. the most you buying, overpriced like, you end up buying like a yeah. little bit of like truffle Oof. fries and you 100%. eat it in the, and you eat it in the cold Ice. yeah yeah, yeah. So you're gonna live in Italy. I mean, I would love that. That would definitely be the dream. I think I it's mean, happening. Manifest. Yeah, I, like that is definitely you know top of my list. I really like. I think when it comes to like the whole kid thing, like right now, the way we're feeling is just like you know wait, and then maybe in a couple years, like um, adopt an older child, yeah. like maybe like you know jump the queue. Is she older level. or younger than you? She's a year older than me. So I Perfect. mean, we're wait. Similarly. One more question: Who's who would be your dream? What's like? Who are some dream celebrities you want to dress? So oh, I mean, it's all like Rihanna's, yeah, like yes. super top of the list. She needs one of those chainmail dresses. Yes, I know. It's not I'm fat. Like, she doesn't have a chainmail dress. It's I know. Fat. That I don't know. <laughs> it came out so quick. Yeah. What's yeah. that from? The famous iconic line. It's not fat. It's just have a chainmail dress. <laughs> Oh my god. Come so on, Rihanna. Good. Yeah. So come on, Rude Come on, man. Did you guys have a crush of the week? Crush of the week. I actually have two, which is so oh, rare. Oh, go ahead. One is I'm finally watching the most recent season of American Survivor. I didn't watch it when mm-hmm. it came out because it was coming out the same time as Australian Survivor, which is so much better. And I was getting too sure. annoyed at Jeff Probst and living in my fantasy world where I am very famous. I see him at an event and he knows I'm a big Survivor fan because he's seen me do interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he comes up to me thinking I'm going to be so gracious and like so excited to see him. And I. With so much like grace and aplomb and actually generosity in my tone, say, I have to say, Jeff, you've really ruined a really great show. You've really ruined it, and wow. and it's it shouldn't be about your ego. It should be about the show. Like, do you care that you're making it worse or what? No. And I say it to him, and he doesn't know what to say back. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I get, they're, they're, they're want, we're on a red carpet, obviously. I'm like, they're wanting us to go into the Emmy so I can get my Emmy pretty soon. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then so I I was like too living in that fantasy to watch the current U.S. So now I'm finally getting around to it. And so there's like a nerd that I think. You know when you're behind the zeitgeist, the seek treatment way. Yeah, the seek like, treatment. Like, I texted lifestyle. friend of the pot Aaron behind Jackson. Behind the zeitgeist should be our catchphrase. <laughs> There's this little nerdy <laughs> NASA boy who like na- na- like NASA like engineer like um. NASA. NASA. Oh. I, NASA. I can say NASA like NASA County. I know. I was um, like, I was like NASA. He worked for NASA and he's like a nerd and he like okay. printed out all the puzzles on his home pretty printer. 3D printer to like <laughs> to like be good at the challenges, mm. and he's like so low key hot, yeah, fit, fit, and um, I want to say it's not fair that she doesn't have a chainmail dress. <laughs> it's not fair that she doesn't have a chainmail dress. Make it a catchphrase this summer. <laughs> it's freaking merch that says it's not fair that she doesn't have a chainmail dress. Asterisk British accent. Um, and so he's my crush because he's cute. I think everyone was like wanting to suck his dick when like 
the episode Pony was airing. Ponytails up, boys. Yeah, Ponytails up. <laughs> and then my other crush is Asha Ward, who I did a show. So funny. I did a show with her last night and the night before. It made me laugh so hard both times. Literally so funny. One of the funniest She's people. She's genius. Yeah. She's genius. I just, I was just texting her to ask her to come do my show. We have to have her on the pub. I know, we must. My crush of the week is um, 12, 3.30 on the treadmill. I have to say, when you put that incline to 12. When you go three miles per hour, when you do it for 30 minutes, you feel fucking amazing. You sweat your ass off. Yeah. 12, 3.30. My optic of crush of the week is the person who took a video of me at Littlefield yesterday. Stop. Looking how I looked in the video. Stop. And I had to make an announcement for my second show where I said, <laughs> I said, if you are going to post a video, look, make, make it so that I look how I want to look. Yeah. And Fair enough. you should just do your best guess of what that is. And you should, if you have to do it in post, I don't care. You know, I love when people film shows and post, but last night, someone at the show, I feel like they were filming, like, so long. I was yeah. Like, well, you can't film the whole show. Yeah, no, you yeah. can't. I was like, like a 10-second clip, you're gonna sure. Out, for one, you're going to run out of space. Yeah, and yeah. Set for two, I want to sell a special. Yeah. <laughs> and who's your crush of the week? Um, okay, well, I will say my crush of the week is Orville Pack, who oh. is... Uh, Absolutely, so the most dreamy voice in the entire world, and someone that I've gotten to work with before. I was gonna say total style, yeah, love. But he just canceled his entire tour to focus on his mental and physical health, wow. which I feel like is a bold move. Yeah, and also like the, the Simone Biles jumped out. Yes, I was gonna say it's the Simone Biles. The Simone Biles jumped out and didn't do a flip. Yeah, and you know, I just feel like it is. Like, kind of letting the rest of us off the hook to just, like, take yes. a pause when we need to. Because, also, I felt like he has the best fans in the world, too. Because, like, the comment section was, like, you take care of you, King. Like, everyone was so kind. Like, yeah. I clicked on the comments expecting people to be, like, I can't believe I've been waiting for the you to, like, come to my town for so long. But, like, he's been touring nonstop for, like, the past year. Like, yeah, he's just worked do, so hard. It's, you can't do anything longer than nine days. Yeah, I think that's so inspiring yeah. because, yeah, people need to rest and take care. Yeah, you have to rest Touring and take care. Like, and I, like, I want to say everyone who needs to do that, do it. And just know people will literally be rude to you about it. But you have to just be like, I know I'm making the right choice. But for yeah. any person being rude to you, there's also a thousand people who are like, good for you. I feel that way Totally. All and also, it's way better than burning out. Mm-hmm. Like, because if yeah. you burn out, the repercussions of that are going to be like so much worse. Like, you know, it. I think it's like a power move. And I think it's great. So That's a great crush of the week. Do you feel hot today? Yeah. I, don't look it, but I feel it. I don't because there's a video. <laughs> sure. I'm, um, I've made the choice to start tracking my macros, so we'll see how that goes. Mm. And um, Whatever. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Great. Well, I, I feel really hot today. I dressed up for you guys. I you know, know. I feel bad. I don't, have, I don't have my hair as wet. No. I mean, most of the time I'm, like, working in my studio, I'm, like, wearing sweatpants, and, like, I honestly look horrific most days. So, you know, any excuse to, like, put on a cute outfit, I love. Bad. So... And, um, are you uh, mad at me? Not at all. Not are you mad at me that I had to oh push 30 minutes? No, 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 that was sketch. totally Are you fine. mad at me that I texted you chaotic in the morning? No, that was okay. all good. Okay. Yeah, are you mad at me at all? Not, not at all. You, not at all. you have given so, me so yeah. much. I actually, I can't thank you enough. Like, you've changed my life in so many ways. I feel so oh grateful God. to you, for you and your so friendship. Much. Yes. And thank you for coming so on the pod. I think fun. it was so fun, too, because we have a lot of comedians, but talking about something that we know nothing about yeah. is fascinating. I also feel like you guys are trailblazers, because nobody <laughs> ever asked fashion designers on the podcast. I oh listen to so many interview podcasts. Never a fashion designer. Oh, like, exactly. really. That's not right. I've it's actually- not bad. It's just not a chain. Now dress yet. 
Y'all, if you, if you remember one thing from this episode, take it to Fire Island. Take it wherever you're going for the summer. It's not fair that she doesn't have a chain mail dress. Yeah, yes, I will be on Fire Island That's again. Different. I can't believe Megan unfollowed so us. Have to, I mean, oh, we have to adjust. So I see, I'm not in the most humiliating way possible. Oh. I'm at my job. I'm at my place of work. And oh, Love Island comes up. And I say, you know, I hate to say it, but Megan oh. Barton Hansen follows follows me she came on our podcast and i pleaded with her not to forget about me afterwards and she pleaded, never did pleaded. and she looked at my stories for years and then someone at the writers room table oh and God. i will always this be grateful awful. that i will always be grateful to them that they did this <laughs> looked up and said she doesn't follow you <laughs> and i, looked up, I thought i told you because i looked up me and i did look up you too and i knew she unfollowed both of us that is so hurtful it's so intentional isn't it it's so intense it's like she if you come on our podcast and it's like she's looking at my story so she knows it's like I'm hysterical, yeah. Oh, I'm humiliated. I know. So, Megan, like, what take, I would say so is... take take a note from Orville Peck and go take care of your mental <laughs> yeah. physical health and come back and re-follow us yeah. when you're ready. When you're and ready. And we still support you no matter what. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. It's not fair that she doesn't have a chainmail dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute chaos. Seek treatment if you're unlucky in love.